0: But I, I'm excited uh, for this morning's message. Uh, I, I haven't got to preach uh, this particular thought, and I don't know if I really want to, but uh, if you have your Bibles, we'll start off in Matthew uh, chapter 28. And uh, last week, uh, we discussed uh, worship, and uh, there's really the whole main point uh, that the church building exists, once again, is worship. Uh, that's the only reason it was probably built, the only reason, uh, hopefully, that we're here. And uh, just as we discussed it last week, we have to be connected to God. we have to focus on him, and then by doing those two things, we receive joy we We get joy in our lives so uh hopefully, each and every one of us this morning you 've got some kind of joy in your heart because you 're here uh, we 're focused on jesus christ we 're connected to him, and we get joy uh, by doing those things and people are naturally attracted to joy. I don't know if y'all realize that, uh, but people like to be around other people that are happy, uh, other people that are, are that are glad. There's a, I call them. I'm sorry if you know somebody named Nancy, but we have negative Nancys, or we have a, a people that are always uh, everything is going wrong, everything's bad in their lives, and nobody likes to be around. Of those people. I've worked with those people. I've been in. My family's got some of those people. I, we don't like to hang out with those people a lot of times because they're always so negative. Uh, we like positivity. We like joy. And just as the church has today, uh, we, we we have this joy, and people are attracted to us. Uh, we get the message that we're looking at today, and and it's going to be on filling the building. Uh, and I've never preached on that. I've never spent time. In fact, I've said a lot of times that I don't preach to fill up seats. <laughs> Uh, But this morning, that's what God's given us to talk about is bringing people into the house of the Lord. So we want to take some time on focusing on, on filling the seats. And the biggest thing that we can get from the message this morning is to fill seats or to have people come into the house of God, it takes investment. It takes investment. Now, we have to ask ourselves as a church, what have we invested in? What have we invested in? And I want to also make you realize that I'm not talking financially. We could could talk about that all day long, and we can have business meetings and talk about financial investments, but investments today, this morning, we are not going to be discussing financial. The investments that we're going to be talking about today, uh, some of those will be time, time investment. How much time, days, weeks, months? I want you to realize something. We are not going to fill up the church next week. We're not going to fill it up in a month. We're not going to see people in droves come. I don't know if it takes a year, if it takes two years, if it takes five years. To see people coming to the church takes time. An investment of time on our own self. And the next thing we'll focus on a little bit is effort. An investment of effort. You actually have to try. Believe it or not, if you ever want something to do well, and exceed at it, you have to actually put effort into it. You have to try, uh, do some different things, plan. Another thing that the church needs to fill the church is going to be prayer. That's something that can't be neglected. Probably should have been the first thing I said, was prayer. We have to have the time, we have to have the effort, we have to have prayer, and I want you to understand, it takes each and every one of us praying, putting in the effort, and putting in the time, And we also, the the last thing we're going to discuss a little bit today is sacrifice. You're going to have to sacrifice. If you want to see the church grow, if you want to see people coming to the church, we have to focus on the sacrifice. You're going to have to miss some Saturdays. You're going to have to miss some afternoons. You're going to have to actually invest in the church and the growth. So. Uh, the big thing that we want to ask ourselves today is, what are we investing in? In the book of Matthew this morning, uh, chapter twenty-eight, verse nineteen. If you're there, Matthew chapter twenty-eight, verse nineteen. If you would please stand uh, to pay reverence for the reading of the Word of God, Matthew chapter twenty-eight, verse nineteen. It says, "Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father." and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for allowing us to come together here this morning. We, we pray, Lord, that you'll help us, that you'll direct us, that you'll continue to uh, pour your blessings out upon our church, our church members. Lord, you know uh, what we need this morning. You know what we need to hear. I'm glad that we have already planned on the ones that are here this morning, and I pray, Lord, that you'll watch over the ones that weren't able to be here uh, for whatever reason they may be, Lord. I, I try to uh, humble ourselves down this morning and h- ask you to help us, ask you to lead us, and you to guide and direct us in Jesus' name. I ask, Amen. You uh, can't be seated now. We're talking about investing, and we look at uh, Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. It says, "Go ye therefore, and teach all nations." And when I read that, uh, I said, "You know uh, that that may be a, sometimes a little bit confusing." I looked at some different translations, and the majority of the translations I, I wrote down the NKJV just to sort of because they pretty much translate it the same as everybody else is is go therefore and make disciples of all nations. And I find that uh, very interesting on how that's worded, even going and going back and teach all nations, if we uh, tie that back, is it the same idea as making disciples? Uh, uh, the very easy thing that Jesus said. Now Jesus said this, uh, the, one of the very last things that Jesus said is right here in Matthew 28, 19. Right before he ascended, up to heaven, right before he gave up the ghost, right before he left us. Uh, and he says to go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. So and uh, we want to think about the investment that we make as a church, as a as a, a church member, as a pastor, as uh, whatever you are within this church. Uh, we have to focus on where we're investing. Now, the biggest place that I can tell you to invest, and uh, you know what, this gets beat over the head, and you probably know I'm going to say it, but it's going to be said, you have to invest in children. You do. Every church that I've ever seen that invested in children did well. Now, I'm not saying that they did well as far as they preached a certain gospel. I'm not saying they did well as in they flourished spiritually. I'm telling you that they flourished well because they trained tomorrow's leaders. The church today has to take time and has to take time out. They have to invest and sacrifice, put in the effort. All the things that we talked about to begin with has to be put into children has to be put into our young people, has to be put into uh, all the things that we've, we've got going on. And they had uh, certain things going on in the church. If we, if we think about what it takes to keep people in church, there was a study a few years back, and they did a study on, on younger people that stayed in the church. And they had a very common thing within each and every one of them. And I want you to think about this uh, within your own life and within your children's lives The main common denominator between all children that grew up and stayed in church, now I'm not talking about the same building, but they stayed in church, was they had a friend that was not their mom or their dad that was within the church. That's what it takes. It proved that it takes relationships with certain people within the church. Children need to bond with other people in the church. Now, it's great for other children to run around with other children, uh, but adults today, you need to hear me and listen. You need to develop friendships. You need to develop bonds with these children, okay? When they get to be 17 and 18 years old, and they're only focused on boys or girls or football or, or college or whatever and going crazy and going wild, and we've probably all been there, what relationship do they have to come back to church with? I remember the different relationships of every church I've ever been in. I've developed relationships with people that we were friends. We could call each other. We could talk to each other. And I want you to realize something today. If you don't have that with some kind of young person, with some kind of young child within the church, that they know you by name, they know what you like, they, they know what your preferences are, you know what their preferences are, you think about them during the week, you pray for them during the week, That's the kind of relationships we have to have with our children. Are we investing in children? The Bible tells us very plainly on how it's supposed to go about on the teaching. It says that the older women should teach the younger girls. It says that the older men should teach the younger men. Men, you need to invest in some of the boys. Women, you need to invest in some of the girls. It's very plain on the relationships, on the type of investments we have to make in children. I want you to realize something, that in the last 25 years, this is something about young people, in the last 25 years, the average age of a pastor has went from 43 to 54. And I, don't, I, 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 do, I do understand it, but that's sad. I, I don't want to accept it. But we have a leadership problem. We have a leadership problem in America. Younger people do not want to take the reins. I'm telling you. I've been around enough young preachers to tell you. A lot of them... I ain't pastoring no church. <laughs> they grew up in church long enough to see, hey, we don't want that headache. We don't want to have to go through that. We don't want to have to drag our family through it. They don't have a relationship. Nobody combed them. Nobody brought them up in the right way. Nobody trained them and in so many ways. Uh, they missed an investment. Churches are missing investment opportunities in young people every Sunday, uh, every week, every month, every year. We go by and we're not investing in the children like we should. We have a leadership issue. We have a crisis. Who is going to pick up the pace when we're gone? Who's going to be in the church when we're gone? We're not going to live forever, church. Uh, uh, People, we're we're not going to live uh, for a real long time. Life is but a vapor. We're, We're here today and gone tomorrow. We have to invest in our children. We'll have great success if we do. I've seen so many great opportunities within churches where they have young people and they bring them in and let them teach the adult Sunday school class. I like to see that. They get up and, boy, you can tell they're nervous. I, I, I like to think when I was 16, 17 years old, somebody gave me a shot, Mm-mm, I probably wouldn't have even done it. I probably said, no. You ain't getting me up there. Now I'm behind a pulpit, and that's crazy. It's crazy to think about that. And the only reason that I'm probably behind a pulpit is the investments people made in me that I enjoy church. Uh, Who likes to be brought to church and say, be quiet and sit down? Nobody likes to hear that. Could you imagine if every Sunday I got on to all y'all if I seen y'all talking or looking around? (laughs) Would that be fun to y'all? No. But what if you turn around and said, I like what you're playing, let me play with you. Hey, I like the shoes you got on, can I take them from you? Hey, I I like so and so. Can we build those relationships with those little children? Can we invest in children? And I'm telling you, church, it pays dividends for years. Because those children will stay. I'm not talking about staying within this church. I'm not worried about being in this building. They'll stay in church. They'll continue to grow. They'll continue to be Christians. They'll continue to be so uh, important to our society. And just like that, I want you to realize something. We're a big family, okay? We're a big family of believers. You hear some people call each other brothers and sisters or brother Zach or sister so-and-so. We're literally a family, okay? We're a family. I love y'all just as much as I do my family. We should. It's investment. The next thing we're going to invest in family... We have to invest in other things too. And I'm going to hit some stuff. We invest in the children. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, the Word of God says this. And the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a help for him. Just as I was just talking about, we, we need to focus on the relationships with the children. We have to focus on the relationships with everybody in the church. Now, adults, I was telling you to build relationships with the younger kids. Hey, adults, y'all need to build relationships with the other adults. <laughs> the children need to have relationships with the other children. Now, we're using a piece of Scripture from Genesis where Eve was created from Adam's side and he was made a helpmeet. But what God says is very specific and can be applied all across the church. It says it is not good that man should be alone. We, we have to realize that relationships, even with the children, uh, with each other, is just as important as anything else. We are not good alone. If you sit in church and you don't have a relationship with anybody here, you don't have friends, you stay quiet, and uh, you just go through the motions, I'm telling you, you're missing out on a lot of stuff, okay? And if you know me, I'm kind of a loud mouth. A lot of times I'm pretty quiet. Uh, But you have to talk to people. Uh, A very simple understanding is to have friends. You must be friendly. (laughs) Go through life. It'll give give you joy. We come to church. We worship. We worship together. It gives us joy. We focus on Him. Hey, the message last week, we're in a house of worship. Let's worship together. Let's leave the parking lot. Worship together. Let's be in one mind and one accord and focus on each other. Our relationships matter. Matter. We were never designed to be alone. Never were. We were made a help meet. You don't have a help meet? You've got a church with family and friends. You've got people praying for you. You've got people that love you. You know, we were made to mingle. We really were. We were made to learn from each other. We were made to bounce ideas off of each other. But, there, you know, even though those things are in our, in our DNA, we, we were made to be around each other and stuff. I hate small talk. I do. My wife will tell you he's awkward. <laughs> when you come up to him and start asking him about the week or something other, he's, it's good. <laughs> I just got to leave it at that. Small talk is so difficult for me. It is. And it may be difficult for you. I don't know. And some of you are thinking, yeah, Zach, you're kind of rude sometimes. You just, you just respond with one word. Well, I'm sorry. I'm trying. But that's just me. We have to have relationships. A lot of times... I've sat at a lunch table, and I'm so bad at small talk, people don't sit with me at lunch, okay? I'm usually by myself, okay? You say, Zach, you sitting by yourself at lunch? Yep. I'll go to a restaurant. If, if my wife's gone and I ain't got the kids something or something, you know what I'll do? I won't sit at home. I will go somewhere and eat out. I'll sit by myself because I'm not good at small talk. A lot of times I may know somebody's even available to go with me. I won't call them because I might sit there and make small talk with them for a while. That's the difficulties sometimes that we have. But as a church, if we want to see growth, if we want to do something, we've got, we got to get out of our boundaries. I don't like small talk, but i try. <laughs> I'm not very good at it. You've done it very much of me. Yeah, he's not very good at it. He's, he's not a people person sometimes. We have to invest as a group today. We have to invest in each other. I don't always like to talk to y'all, but God showed me I have to talk to people say, Zach, you're a pastor of a church. You've got to talk to people. I've got away from it for this many years. (laughs) And I know that sometimes my wife's rolling her eyes. Yeah, he's, he's done it. But we have to focus on our investment in each other. We have to focus on the children. We have to focus on each other. And I want you to realize the next thing I'm going to bring up is probably, it's not the most important, but it is pretty important. The children, ourselves, and our community. Okay? We have to invest in our community. Once again, I'm not talking financially. and Finances will help. But we have to focus on investment in our community. In Mark chapter 16, verse 15, he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That's what it says. It doesn't say a particular race or a a brood of people or or somebody that lives on this street. It says everybody, you should go out and bring them, all the world. And this isn't always organized. I want you to realize we don't have to put together a group. I've been part of visitation groups before, and sometimes those those will build up and they'll do certain things. But I can be just being a light to the world. When I'm at the gas station pumping my gas, can I be nice to the person on the other side of the pump pumping my gas? (sighs) Uh, Can I be nice, uh, even though I'm going through a fast food line and it's taking 15 minutes too long, when I get to the window, can I be nice? Can I say, hey, friend? Uh, Can I say, hey, how are you doing? Can we have joy within ourselves? And I know that's not natural, I'm telling you. As a human flesh, as a person that was created and I'm falling in sin, as a person like that, I don't want to be that all the time. But that's what it takes today if we want to see the church be filled. If we want to see certain things, we have to focus on children. We have to focus on each other. And we have to focus on showing the world that you love them. That's what it takes. That's a simple formula. I'm not going to get up here and tell you that it takes a program with a van. It takes shooting fireworks. It takes get-together on the Super Bowl Sunday. It takes doing this or doing that. And I'll never say any of those things are wrong, but I'm not going to tell you that they will build the church. The simple way that we build the church is that we love each other. Within the church, the children and each other, and then we go outside, we love them too. That's what it takes. If we're so worried about, you know, building the church and and building a a certain group of people and the numbers going up, you know, I hope that we don't focus on that. But can we show Christ to our community? Can we show them that we love them? Are there ways that we can make sure that they know two houses down, we love you? Do they know it? Do they know that we'll go out of our way to help them if they need some help? Do we know, do they know that we serve the Lord here? Do they know that we hold on to the true words of Jesus Christ? It is much harder to get somebody into those church doors. Did y'all know that? It is way harder to get somebody to walk through those doors than to bring the doors to their door. Did y'all realize that? Some people don't don't think about that, but it's hard to ride by and say, y'all come to church on Sunday. It's a lot easier to come by and bring the church to them. Bring love to them. Tell them about Jesus Christ. Tell them that you love them. Tell them that you love their kids. Build that relationship. Focus on effort. Focus on sacrifice. Focus on those sacred Saturdays that we keep for ourselves. I've spent a lot of Saturdays knocking on doors. A lot of Tuesday nights. It used to be a thing that we Tuesday nights. We was knocking on doors. And sometimes those things will get so difficult. You'll see no fruit. You'll see nothing come. You'll knock on a hundred doors and you won't have one person come to church. But you know what those people at that house know? that you love them. You spent the time to go by and talk to them. You know what that gas, person at that gas station ends up finding out you go to so-and-so church? Well, they was awful nice to me. They smiled at me. They were kind to me that person, that fast food line. We can apply it to everybody. When you show joy to people, they want to be a part of that. I'm going to tell you, church, they want to be around people that are joyful. I'm a big Alabama fan and I like Alabama football and guess what? I like to be around other people that like to cheer for Alabama. My wife starts cheering for Auburn, makes me sick, wants to leave her, get out in the house, sit in the car, listen to the football game out there. I don't want to be around here when stuff's going on. It doesn't bring me joy like that. It's simple today to understand that we want to be around people that are having fun, that have the same interests. And what does that take? Relationships. What does that take? Investment. What does that take? Effort. What does that take? Sacrifice. What does that take? Time. It takes time and all these things. Build relationships to these little heathens even though they're running around acting crazy. And they're mine. It's alright. you got to love them. you got to love them. Investment is a dangerous word. You know why investment is so scary to so many people? Investment is two-sided. Understand this this morning, church. Investment has two sides. You're going to win, you're going to lose. Nobody likes the word investment because when you say investment, that means there's an opportunity to lose. And I want you you to know that if you decide this morning I will invest in this church, I will invest in time, I will put forth the effort, I will put forth the time, I will sacrifice, I will do all the things that Zach's preached about this morning, I want you to realize that it may cost you. It will. It may not work. You may not win a person. (laughs) You may never have anybody you've ever invited ever come to church. You better be ready for that. You better be ready for your family not to like what you tell them. Investment has two folds. You're going to win some to Christ. You're going to see great blossomings. You're going to see people do so many great works. and You're going to see some people, everything they do, nothing works. Everything they've ever done. They can cook as much catfish as they want to. They can cook enough spaghetti plates and bring them out to people. It does not affect them. Somebody else will do it and they'll get 50 people to go to church. And I have seen that and I've looked at it and I've wondered, I I want you to know something. that It doesn't take my effort. Nothing that I do will ever do something for somebody else's life. It's God intervening in that situation. Today, if we want to see uh, seats filled up, if we want to see the church blossom and grow, it's not going to be just by your effort. It's going to be by God. It's going to be starting back on that prayer. It's going to be starting back on, on sacrifice. It's going to be going back to certain things in our life that we're doing for the church. Investment is so scary. But I want you to know something about investing in Jesus Christ. You ain't going to lose. I may say investment has two sides, the good and the bad. You invest in Jesus, ain't no losing. You will never do bad things if you're doing them in the name of Jesus. If you're showing people, I want you to know, if you're going out and you're showing anybody in this area love, ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing ever wrong with it. And you'll never make a bad investment showing these kids that you love them. You'll never make a bad investment showing your brothers and sisters that you love them. You'll never make a bad investment by going out in this community and making sure that they know that this church and the people within it love them. Never. It'll never be something that you do that you feel undone with. Jesus commanded us to love thy neighbor as thyself. And that's everybody. Who is thy neighbor? He gives an example. I want you to understand something today. We've got a lot of people to love. We've got a lot of people to invest in. We've got people, just with this small group here this morning, I want you to know, if I invested everything I could in y'all, I wouldn't have have enough time to do anything else. Just showing y'all love. Just investing within the people that are here. It's, It's such an easy task to go out and show people love, and it's so easy to try to serve the Lord, but we make it so difficult to go do it. We do. It's one of the hardest things that I ever did was when I first went out and I knocked on the door. That was so hard. That was so hard praying with somebody that you've never met. You don't know nothing about their lives. You you almost feel like you were out of place. You didn't belong there. What do you think they feel sometimes when they come into the church? They feel like they don't belong. They feel like they shouldn't be here. We have to be loving. We have to be kind. We have to have the joy that I've already talked about from last week when we worship. I want you to know something that each and every one of us has something on our hearts. I, I believe that there's something that needs to be done within this church, something that needs to be done uh, within our own hearts, within our own community, within our own selves. You've got something on your heart this morning. And I don't know what that is. I know that each and every Sunday that I need to say certain things to certain people. I need to love people. I need to, I need to smile even though I don't like small talk. I need to try uh, to talk to people as much as I can even though it's difficult for me. We have to love people. What does that take? Sacrifice. What does that take? Investments. Investments today, they take time. If anybody knows who Warren Buffett is, one of the most richest people in the world, he says something about investments that's very interesting to me, and I'll apply it to the church. I listen to what he says. He says when he buys stock or he buys a piece of property, he does not focus on what it's going to yield in a week. He doesn't focus on what it'll yield in a month, a year. He has a 10-year-old. He says, I want to, know, I want to look at that piece of property, that investment, whatever I'm spending my money on, what can it be in 10 years? Boy, we hear something like that and we say, 10 years? Zach, you want us to invest our time and focus on 10 years from now? Yeah, I'm talking about eternity. Warren Buffett may worry about 10 years, we're worried about an eternity. Where are these people in our community? Where are these children in our church? Our adults in our church? Where are they going to be eternity? We need to focus on serving them. An investment that we make is very long term. It's not just a, just a little bit of week. It's not just to fluctuate numbers. It's not just to fill up a few seats. No, it's eternal. We should focus on things that last forever. Warren Buffett may do it like that, but I'm in this for the long haul. I am. I'm in this for the long haul. I hope that each and every one of you, as, as God's children today, you're in this for the long haul. You're worship, and you're going to worship till you die. You're going to come to a, a church, and you're going to continue to serve the Lord. You're going to invest in our community. We're going to sacrifice because we love the Lord. And we're going to do it forever. That's the kind of investment we can make. How can we invest? And I want you to ask yourself this morning, how have you invested? as they get a verse of some song ready this morning. You have time, effort, sacrifice. We all have prayer time. We can invest for this church. We do. What can we do better? What can we do as a, as a church, as a group of believers? What can we focus on to invest? I give you lots of opportunities. I, I'm, I pointed out really three very easy ones. One of them might be a little harder, but one is building relationships with these children. One of them is building relationships with each other. And the other one's going out in relationships with other people. I'm asking y'all to be friendly. That's all I'm asking y'all today. If you want to see the church grow, you've got to love each other. I already said people like joy. Don't you? You like to be around people that are smiling. You like to be around people that are happy. We like it. Other people are going to like it too. Did y'all know that? Other people don't like that old crazy guy that goes here and there and we see him. He's always happy. People like that kind of stuff. Are we showing that to the world? As we stand, what page do you got? 379. (laughs) Page 379.